0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Jaeger Live. Today's episode, I want to talk about dealing with disappointments. So let's get into it. So recently, I had a moment of large disappointment that uh, I wanted to kind of talk about with you guys. I think it's, as most of you know, or as all of you should know, is I do have a business, a real estate investing business that I run um, while I'm not doing everything else. But I had a marketing campaign that I was doing and... I spent a lot of time on it, and it was very careful consideration. I took very uh, careful consideration in the marketing pieces and what was being said and the message that I was putting out there, and um, I really took my time with it, and I really felt proud of it. I really felt like it was something that I could be confident in, because I think when you're marketing... If you can delete or alleviate variables in your marketing it makes it that much stronger and so for me I took the time to write the best copy that I could to get the right message out there to say exactly what I wanted to say so people could receive it receive it well and then when I sent that out there I was confident with that marketing piece and I spent quite a few days on it and so Fast forward, I sent out um, the marketing pieces and everything was going and I kept doing it. And I'm just, I was thinking about it. I'm like, damn, dude, like, I thought I was going to get a solid response from this because apparently, now I don't know the numbers uh, for myself yet. I haven't been able to have the, uh, haven't been able to track my KPIs yet because my campaigns are still relatively new. But what I'm told, if you're getting 10 to 12 percent response rate, that that is huge. Um, it's it's very good, and you know whatever, right? So I thought, okay, I'm at least going to get 10 percent because my message that I'm saying it's truthful, straightforward, um, and and people are just really going to grab onto it. So I start my campaign couple days go by nothing happens so I send it out again nothing happens and I'm like what the actual fuck so I contact one of my um one of my colleagues on on the process and she was like did you did you do this and I was just like yeah and did you do this and I'm thinking about it I'm like I don't think I did and so I'm just like fuck so, this whole time, I was, I think I was two weeks into it doing this campaign, and I'm, I'm pushing out, pushing out, pushing out, and I missed this one stupid step. One stupid step before, I, well, maybe not stupid, but one step before pushing out my marketing. Without that step, the most crucial step of them all, nothing else mattered. If you think about all the time that I spent on that marketing, making sure everything was right, setting up the proper systems to run that marketing, and then not putting into play the one of the, the most crucial part of it. So needless to say, it was, it was a pretty big blow to myself. Um, I know that if you're, if you're looking, probably from the outside looking in, it's not that big of a deal, right? I mean, I just missed a spot. I can just go back. I only missed a couple of weeks. But for me, everything that I do, every moment that I spend on my business, it has to be um, I don't want to say it has to be like worth it for me, but it, in that sense, you know what I mean? Like, I'm taking time away from my wife, I'm taking away time away from my family. Um, I'm taking time away from whatever else. And so every moment that I spend on this, I take very seriously. And I take it to the point where it needs to be um, a piece into my success. So when, when all this happened, I found all this out, like it really, I don't know, it kind of hit me hard because I was really disappointed in myself that maybe I wasn't paying attention to... Uh, details like this. Maybe I didn't even hear that that was a step I had to take. I don't know. You know, you never know, but I really, it really hit me hard. And um, in business, when you're running your own business and you're the one doing everything, like I don't have a luxury of partners or people that can kind of help me or tell me what to do. I'm, I'm kind of figuring all this out on my own. And as I go, through these things and having to be the tech guy and the, you know, the sales guy and the boss and all these different things, you're bound to make mistakes. There's bound to be disappointments. I mean, that's a part of it, right? And I think that's where it kind of shifted for me is that I was accepting that, okay, this is just the way it's going to be. I have to be able to roll with the punches. I have to be able to see it, have a disappointment, know that they're going to happen. It's inevitable, especially being someone that's new to something. Every time you think about anything that you've ever learned, it's always taken time, and there's always been that learning curve. Regardless if you have um, mentors telling you what to do or not telling you what to do, or you have whatever it is, you are going to have that learning curve. And so for me... While it was a big step and it was a big hit to me, I got—I can be thankful. I can be thankful that it is in the beginnings of my uh, my business, so they're less costly mistakes, I would say, and I'm, I'm able to learn from those quickly, and as I build my team and I'm able to say, hey, I fucked up on this when I first started don't do this you know and if I never had done that and something like that had happened you know it could have been a bigger deal down the line so I think that part of the disappointments that I have whether they be business or personal or whatever they are there's a great deal like looking back on what happened with me earlier I think a great deal of what what takes people so long to get out of the disappointment stage is like your ego or your pride. You know what I mean? Like they are they get hit a little bit. And I think that was really a big part of my disappointment and my ego was just really taking a hit. Because here I was and I was just like, oh, shit, I don't need this. I can do this by myself, blah, blah, blah. And, and when I fall flat on my face in an attempt, in my first attempt right out the gate to do something... Um of course it's going to hit my ego. So like I said it took me a little bit longer to let it go, to move forward from it, to understand, hey man, this is just this is just the life of business. This is life in general. And if I don't develop this thick skin now, you know what if something stupid like this happens later on, I'm going to really let it hurt me. And then now I've got, you know, 15 20 employees that rely on me. That, you know, I can't take that time off. I can't sulk in my in my disappointments so there are a couple of things that i wanted to bring up um things that i think that could help people that have trouble dealing with these disappointments first of all i'm gonna say right out the gate because i know this for to be true just let go of your ego let that that uh that need to be right all the time. That need to have this, this pride of you can do no wrong. Just let that shit go. Because being, and I think with, if you look at a lot of successful people, the reason a lot of them are so humble is because they've been through a lot of shit. And they've had to realize that they aren't shit. And I don't want to, I don't want to dumb it down by using, by cussing, but it, it, it fits the situation so well. I think that as you go through ups and downs in your business, you realize that the things that you thought mattered in the beginning don't matter at all. And I think one of those is ego. I think letting go of your ego and being able to push past that, it makes you that much more uh, successful and that much more able to stay focused on what really matters. So I had a couple ideas uh, that I think will help people in addition to letting go of the ego. Um, Number one, accepting that disappointment happens to everybody. And I mentioned this earlier in the show, but I think that it is one of the crucial things that not only that I've learned through this process, but I think it's important for people to understand moving forward. And keeping that kind of in their hat that not everything's going to run smoothly. Not everything is going to go as planned. And you just need to be prepared for that. They, what's the old saying like, plan for the best, or wait, hope for the best, plan for the worst, right? So I think that kind of goes along with the same ideas is that you can have these great plans. You can have this great marketing, like I did. And you can have this great plan to have it set up and have the systems in place and everything's supposed to go the way it's supposed to go. Um, But then sometimes just things just happen and being okay with that and being able to understand that those are inevitable. I think it's going to be huge to future successes and um, future endeavors. So number two, instead of sitting in your state indefinitely, once you've allowed yourself to acknowledge then you can start reframing. You can start reframing the process of what you do. Basically, for me, what I think is important is I guarantee you I'm never going to make this mistake again. Falling hard makes it a better... I think the harder you fall, the, the more concrete the lesson is the more your ego takes a hit or the more you're embarrassed about something or the more frustrating something was to learn. Like if it took you a long, long time to get whatever, you know, those are the lessons that stick to you harder. And those are the things that you'll learn and never, uh, never make those same mistakes. And you won't let other people make your mistakes too. Um, when you start teaching your team or whatever the case may be you're gonna say hey learn from my mistakes trust me this this sucked um number three is changing your self-talk and i think this one is really i think this one is super important i think a lot of the reason why a lot of people hold on to things and this is the reason i did too is this this negative self-talk that happens with people and this uh, this narrative that we kind of create for ourselves it's not because we it's not because we want to I think intentionally, but I think it's subconsciously we I don't know it's like this it's this whole rabbit hole of ideas you know we're trying to punish ourselves because we did something wrong or we're you know we're trying to hold ourselves accountable or we're doing it so bad that, We could just say, okay, we can justify why we don't move forward with something. And so we hold on to that negative self-talk. But I think a simple change in self-talk is going to be way more advantageous for you. Um, For example, instead of being like, I'm such a fucking idiot. I can't believe I did this. I'm never going to do this again. I can't believe, you know, whatever. Instead of doing that, saying like, okay, this happened, now what can I do to make sure it doesn't happen again? What are those steps? What does that look like for me? And just shifting that little bit um, and understanding that something's actually changed and that you want to change the outcome for future reference you're saying that you know again you're acknowledging that something has happened you're accepting the fact that these disappointments are going to happen and that there's nothing you can really do about it being diligent being smart being analytic analytical and being able to maybe foresee some things is definitely going to help but it's not going to eliminate everything because you you can't control everything you can only control what you do. And so part of the self-talk of acknowledging that it's happened and now making a plan. That's number four, making a plan of moving forward. Just instead of, instead of having this big thing of, oh, I'm never going to do it again, have a plan, make it more specific. Be like, okay, I'm going to take this step first, then this step, which is the step that I missed, and then I can do this and break it down into bite-sized steps so that you're not overwhelming yourself. I, e, the easiest way of change, the easiest way that you can change is by making small, different steps. So instead of going out and having uh, fast food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, maybe just breaking down and having a good breakfast and then having dinner, uh, go get fast food for dinner, you know something small like that. Instead of having five sodas in a day, maybe break it down to three sodas a day, two sodas a day, and just that small change. I mean, for myself as an example to that, not to get off topic, but when I started to um, alleviate sodas and the, those sugary drinks out of my out of my routine, like I was drinking Pepsi. Bad. When this whole quarantine started, I finished a cube of Pepsi in like three days. And for those who don't know, it's like twenty 24 cans or 26 cans, something crazy. Some crazy shit like that. In four days, I was just downing them. So anyway, I had to make some really fast changes. Um, but I made a small plan. I just started doing, okay, I'm only going to have two sodas a day. And then I was down to having one at dinner. And then I was just, I just stopped buying them and... Now I don't really drink soda anymore, which is phenomenal for my health. But anyway, so having that that ability to make that plan, you know, understanding that it's going to happen to you, allowing yourself to acknowledge what had gone wrong. Not saying, not beating yourself up about it, but acknowledging, hey, that there is something wrong. There was something wrong. I fucked up. I'm going to fix it. And then having that self-talk, that mindset shift to say, okay, I did mess up, how can I fix it? And then making a plan to fix it. Now I'm sure that there's gonna be things that are gonna work better for others and maybe this might not do it, Um, but I feel that these are very strong foundationals that can begin your journey. To uh, taking disappointment a lot better. Um, because even for me, you know, I underst- even now, I'm still trying to figure out what kind of method works for me. Um, eliminating the negative self talk is huge for me. Being able to identify that I did make a problem and having a plan to alleviate that problem. These are things that I'm working into how I deal with the disappointments and the setbacks. So, you know, take one, two of these things, whatever it is. Um, but I think having some sort of plan to attack it versus just to sulk into it is going to be way more beneficial for you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I look forward to uh, more episodes with you guys, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.